Welcome back to the RGB Sports Podcast. My name is Brian Ramos. I'm a sports writer with the Monitor Newspaper and RGBSports.com. And today, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ivan Palacios. Ivan, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Brian. Thanks for asking. Uh, another great week of football. Week three is all wrapped up. We got a couple of districts that kicked off district play. A lot of exciting action, some big performances. You know, it's it's another week of football, man. I mean, how are you doing today? Oh, man, feeling great. Some college some college football going on across the uh, I mean, uh, just across the nation, man, it's it's an exciting time. And then, of course, we don't got any Saturday football uh, going on in the RGV, but we had plenty of action on Thursday and Friday night all across the Valley. And, uh, yeah, we're going to start it off, as always. This is our uh, recap episode where we break down uh, everything that happened in week three, all the highlights, the lowlights, everything, uh, all the RGV football action. So, as always, we start with the Monitor's Game of the Week, and that was – Edinburgh Vela against PSJ North, two unbeaten teams uh, m- meeting in their District 31 6A opener. And to be honest, in, in, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of people's minds, PSJ North and Edinburgh Vela were, are the top two teams uh, in this district. Now, uh, going forward, there were some in- injuries that happened, so we'll see uh, what the case is moving forward. But last night, man, I mean, it, it was a really good game, and both teams showed why, why they were 2-0 and on the year. But Edinburgh Vela, man, I mean, they take care of business 24 to 0 against PSJ North. They finally get a shutout. Uh, they gave, gave up six points to McCallum Memorial in week one, three points to Harlingen in week two. And last night, they pitched a shutout against a, a, a good PSJ North team with a lot of experience back. But uh, one of the things that happened early on uh, was uh, PSJ North quarterback Ale Aparicio uh, suffered an injury and did not return to the game. After suffering that injury uh, in the first half, it was a, an upper body, uh, most likely a, a shoulder injury, maybe a chest injury um, that he sustained. So, uh, of course, best wishes to him and getting back on the field. But, man, Edinburgh Vela, they imposed their will, man. That defense is um, one of the toughest here in, in the Valley. And they're, they're not only stopping people, they're stopping good offenses with good playmakers. And uh, they, they did that last night. It, it was a, a really impressive effort from that Vela defense uh, from from start to finish, as each game has been for them, and then offensively, uh, Ted Galvan, senior running back, just had a breakout game. Uh, 168 rushing yards, two touchdowns, broke uh, broke free for touchdown runs of 72 and 59 yards. Just an incredible performance there uh, from him against a really good PSG North defense that uh, was that was really impressive and kept PSG North in the game. It was only 14-0 at halftime. PSG North had two red zone interceptions uh, that the defense came away with uh, to keep the to keep the Raiders in the game and in, in striking distance. But uh, when when it's all said and done, man, Edinburgh Vela just too much. They improved to three and zero on the year, and PSG North falls to two and one. They're headed into their bye week. Uh, the Raiders are so they'll have a, a week off before returning to district play. And uh, Coach Kaufman said they're going to go back and look at some things, and he was uh, very pleased with the defense's performance, but. Uh, the offense is going to have to figure uh, some things out after some personnel issues uh, going with, with some personnel issues going forward. So it's going to be interesting to see what the PSG North Raiders look like moving forward. But man, that defense is, is, is going to show up every night, and they did show up against Vela. But at the end of the day, Vela just too much uh, to handle. So Edinburgh Vela three and zero on the year, the number one team in, in the Rio Grande Valley for a reason. And uh, man, they're, they're looking stronger than ever. That defense is playing well every single week. So. Uh, congratulations to Edinburgh Bell on the win. And of course, our best wishes to, uh, of course, PSG North uh, quarterback, Al Aparicio, as he deals with the 
an injury. So that wraps up the monitors game of the week. It was, it was a really good game. Uh, although the score is 24 to zero, man, I was really impressed with PSG North. So I'm um, really looking forward to seeing both these teams moving forward. Now, Ivan, I know we had some, uh, uh, we kicked off action Thursday night. Uh, uh, one of our McAllen teams picked up a, a big win here. Uh, why, why don't you break it down for us? Yeah, Brian. I mean, the McAllen Roll Warriors, I mean, we talked about them a little during our top 10, how they've kind of been flying under the radar. Um, again, I don't think they're going to fly under the radar anymore. Um, last week, they put up 43 points. This week, they put up 57 against Bronzo Lopez. Come on top of the 57-17 to 17 victory. Uh, that offense is clicking. Uh, Mateo Yanez in the past two weeks has thrown for 10 touchdowns, five last week, five this week. And they're just firing in all cylinders from start to finish. They dominated that game. Opening kickoff, Andres Espinosa takes it 80 yards to the house, you know, followed it up by a couple of touchdowns by Giannis. It's just all around great performance. And the Warriors are clicking. Their offense is clicking. The defense came up with two uh, two huge interceptions. It's just they, they look like a contender this year. Um, uh, Coach Flores, you know, kind of got them rolling. Like I mentioned, Mateo's rolling. It's uh, I think people started riding them out after that first loss to a really good San Benito team, not necessarily riding them out, but kind of a uh, lost track of them. But I mean, they're showing here they've outscored opponents 137 over the past two weeks, picked up that huge win to improve to a 2 0 in district play. Um, in a district that's everyone, everyone's gonna matter, you know. And then uh, obviously, we had Chris Zavala, the running back, all around performance, put up uh, 90 yards on the ground and one touchdown, and then added another two catches for 84 yards through the air for another touchdown. Um, so they got some weapons across the board from Nelson Ramirez. He brought in two touchdowns or George Melendez brought in two touchdowns. Nelson Ramirez brought in one. It's just, they spread the wealth there. And it all starts with quarterback Mateo Yanez though. He's uh, uh, got off to a rough start and get San Benito last uh, first week through three interceptions, but since then 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's got that McAllen row offense humming and they're moving the ball like, like with ease. Um, so Congrats to Coach Flores moving to 2-0 in the Royal Warriors. A big win there in District 16-5A D1. Um, improved to 2-0 and, you know, setting them up for a potential district title shot this year. Um, that was one of our Thursday games. I know you were out at a game on Thursday. Uh, what did you see during your contest? Yeah, so uh, Edinburgh High and La Jolla Waters Lincoln Square off Thursday night there at Richard R. Flores Stadium in Edinburgh. And uh, Edinburgh High, man, they take care of business. They, they had been knocking on the door of a win. Uh, lost their week one game to Mackay by eight, lost their week two game to Brunswick Rivera by two. And here in week three, man, they left nothing to chance. They, they blow out uh, La Jolla Waters Lincoln uh, 48 to zero, just an impressive performance all around uh, by the Bobcats. And uh, congratulations to first year head coach Rene Guzman for earning his first uh, career win as a head coach and, of course, doing it at his alma mater as a 1990, 1988 graduate uh, of Edinburgh High, man. So, uh, yeah, the, the Bobcats, man, they looked good. And, and to be honest, uh, I saw them in week one. Uh, they, they've been impressive in each of their first two games, but they just couldn't uh, uh, seal the deal. But here against La Jolla, Waters Lincoln, man, they, they jump out on them early. And uh, that, that was all she wrote. This game was in the bag by halftime. And uh, Roland Abrigo, quarterback for Edinburgh High, uh, looked good. Uh, had two touchdown runs and uh, man, uh, Dylan Garza also got in with two, two uh, touchdown runs. It was just a, a really impressive performance uh, by the Bobcats as, uh, and they may have been, they may have started 0-2, but uh, the, the ones that count is that 1-0 district start. So here they are 31-6A, uh, 1-0 on the year. 
And uh, yeah, Ed- Edinburgh High, they look like like a team that's going to compete for a playoff spot. And of course, after the way that last year ended for the for the Bobcats, uh, they're out to prove that they belong there in the postseason. And uh, they're, they're not they know nothing's going to be given to them. So they're going to uh, have to go out and earn it. And I think that's what they're they're doing. Coach Guzman has helped, uh, you know, what I mean, get the kids refocused and, and put everything in the past and help these kids uh, build a new. And I think that's what they're doing right now. So congratulations to Edinburgh High. Uh, after picking up a big win uh, Thursday night over La Jolla Waters Lincoln. And to keep things there uh, on Thursday, Ivan, I know we had a, a couple more uh, 5A games on Thursday night. Uh, what went down Thursday night as far as 5A football goes? Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Edinburgh High picked up their first win of the season, also a district victory. I mean, same goes for the Mission Veterans Patriots. Uh, picked up a huge 59-14 win over Valley View after a crushing loss last week to San Benito where they didn't score any points. Uh Coach Gilpin and the crew gets off to the one and zero start, led by quarterback Ricky Reyna, who threw for six touchdowns on the night. Uh, three that went to Dylan Velasquez, who had five catches for one forty yards. So, great start to district play for Coach Gilpin. I was think it was a much needed win for them after those first two losses. Um, and that offense, I mean, last week was kind of a kind of a not anomaly, really. The performance was just not what you're used to seeing from Mission Veterans offense. Less than a hundred total yards of offense this week. They bounced back in the big way and pounce on the Tigers from start to finish uh, quarterback. Like I mentioned, Ricky Reyna threw for six touchdowns. Marco Polakov was hauled in two more and it, just a great all around performance uh, really much needed, especially with the start of district play. And, you know, mission veterans moves on to next week to take on, let's see, who do they play next week? They take on Roma next week, which actually is our other team that played on Thursday, they picked up a huge win against PSJ Southwest to improve to two and one after dropping the first game of the season against, uh, against uh real ground city they've won two straight they're running the ball really well uh yesterday was no you know no different than their first game they rushed for over 300 row yards only passed for 77 and uh, they're really pounding the rock uh, early this year just like you know just like they were used to seeing from them uh quarterback rj morales you know came up big 73 yards and gabriel garcia had 104 yards and one touchdown um just they have plenty of ball carriers there you know anyone who touches the ball seems like they can go anyway and uh, since then, I mean, two consecutive wins sets up a huge game for them next week against Mission Veterans as both teams started one and zero in district, and uh, it'll be a pivotal matchup to see how that you know turns out. Um, so yeah, that that wraps up our Thursday action. What about a uh, Friday? What were some games that you uh, caught your eye on Friday? Yeah, so uh, two two uh, Class Six A teams uh, really stood out to me with with big victories, and uh, let, let's start with uh, with Westlake High man. Uh, they pick up a forty nine to two. That's right, forty-nine to two. You don't often see a final score, a team with final score of two, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Westlake High man, just a complete performance there against Laredo Nixon in a non-district game. Uh, Westlake High's final non-district contest uh, before they begin district play. Uh, but man, uh, Westlake High man, uh, after winning the thriller last week, uh, they they left nothing to chance this week. Uh, they they cruised to victory. Uh, they had two defensive touchdowns, Jeremiah Vega. And, and a pick six by a 95 yard pick six uh, by linebacker uh, Cesar Gomez. And then that, that offense, man, I talked to Coach Stroman after the game and he said that, uh, yeah, they're skill position players, but the guys who, who set the tone and established that offense early on was the offensive line. And uh, with the Westlaco offensive line going to work early, that allowed uh, running back Marcus Sines and Westlaco's two quarterback system of Ethan Gallegos and Justin Rodriguez. Uh, to go to work, man. So uh, Westlake High is looking impressive uh, this year, 2-0 and after being a good mission team last week, and then they roll here 
uh, over Laredo uh, Nixon uh, in week two uh, before they head. And, and uh, now they're headed into their bye week before they kick off uh, District 32 6A action in a couple weeks. And they'll do that against Donna North uh, on September 23rd. So uh, a really big win uh, for Westlake High uh, last night. And then Edinburgh North, man, uh, of course, they played uh, Mercedes tough last week uh, and lost by 10, the 24-14 loss against Mercedes. But here against Edinburgh Economides, man, they, they roll past the Jaguars in an inner city rivalry game, 53-0 to zero, uh, there uh, at Richard R. Flores Stadium in Edinburgh. And, uh, man, the Cougars had it, had it going, man. That, that offense has, has looked impressive this year. It's taken tremendous strides uh, from a season ago. Quarterback Evan Medrano uh, threw for two touchdowns, but seven different Cougars scored on the night, and they also had two defensive touchdowns. And Eddie Molina and uh, Federico Capadonna returned interceptions for touchdowns. So uh, another big win, a bounce-back win for Edinburgh North after losing last week uh, to, to a, a solid Mercedes team. Uh, now Edinburgh North 2-1 and one on the year, and they move on in District 31-6A, uh, where they're 1-0, and and they'll face another uh, an, another two and one team uh, who is one and zero in in district play, and that's the Mission Eagles. And that game will be next Friday there at Bill Pate Stadium uh, in, in Hidalgo. So uh, two impressive wins last night, uh, uh, Ivan, by by those two squads. And I'll get into more six A uh, football scores in a bit. But what were some five A scores that stood out to you, man? What caught your eye? You know, you mentioned bounce back wins. You know, what about the McAllen High Bulldogs? You know, bouncing back from last week's over overtime heartbreaker against McCallum Memorial and they come from behind to beat Donna High. Uh, they went into the half down 14 to seven to the Redskins. You know, the Redskins look pretty good on offense to start the game, but um, Weston Guzman comes up huge for the Bulldogs, takes the one of the first plays of the third quarter, 76 yards for a touchdown to tie the game. And then, you know, next drive, Michael Rodriguez gets a safety. And then, you know, next thing you know, Bulldogs are up 16, 14, uh, Nathan Rocha caps off the game with a 20 or 14 yard touchdown to AJ Gonzalez and they climb back and take down the Redskins 26 to 14 on the road. A huge win for Mackay. Um, after last week's, they go to one and one in District 16 5A D1, um, setting them up for a huge matchup next week against the Brownsville Veterans Memorial Chargers, who uh, have looked impressive through the first two weeks. Uh, first, uh, they lost their first game to the Harlingen South Hawks, but since then they've been rolling under Ke- uh, first year head coach Kelly Lee. They uh, come out on top over Wesleyco East 24 to 17. And um, they kind of forced Wesleyco East to strive away from what they're used to. I mean, you're used to seeing these Wesleyco East run the teams, run the ball, but uh, you know, jumped out to an early 17 0 lead and uh, they forced Wesleyco East to start throwing something that you're not really used to seeing as often. Uh, it was more ro- ro- uh, throwing than passing. And, Westlake East did manage to claim back into it, but the Brownsville veterans defense holds strong and uh, they go to two and zero in district 16, five AD one. So it should be a good matchup next week, but we'll talk about that a little more um, wrapping up that action. 16, five AD one is the McCallum Memorial Mustangs. Obviously they picked up that huge win last week in overtime against the uh, McCallum high Bulldogs this week. No overtime needed. The Bull- uh, Mustangs cruise to a 53 to nine victory over La Jolla Palmview and Get this, Brian, over 500 yards rushing on the ground. Um, Max Eleni's Choi with another huge game, 113 yards and two touchdowns. But this time it was a running back, Ethan Castillo, leading the leading all rushers with 214 and three touchdowns, uh, seven rushing touchdowns total. They're just, yeah, they're running the ball at will out there, it seems. Um, so they're early favorites, in my opinion, to uh, be district title, uh, district contenders. But I mean, like we mentioned before, this district's a meat grinder. It's a week-to-week basis. I mean, you saw what almost happened against Mack High last week, but good bounce back or good uh, 
good follow-up to last week's performance, I should say, by Coach Patterson and the Mustangs. Uh, that wraps up 16-5A D1 action. Just, you know, it can go any way right now. So, you know, any team can take a win. But right now, I would say McCown Memorial early favorites, in my opinion. Um, what are some other 6K games that, 6A games that kind of caught your eye? Yeah, so uh, we, we had an old-school rivalry game between La Jolla High and Mission High, but Mission High, the Eagles improved to two and one on the year after a forty-two to twenty victory over La Jolla. Uh, and as court Mission High, man, the way they lost last week's game uh, against Westlake High, and with under a minute left, uh, they, they they blow the lead and see Westlake go ahead and to lose their first game of the year. Coach Longoria gets his group uh, fired up and ready uh, for for a, a tough uh, Coyotes team that has. Uh, I mean. Of course, they sat out uh, last season, but they've been competitive in, in every game this year. But Mission High, just too much for them. 42 to 20 as Mission High uh, starts off district play 1-0. and And they'll they'll uh, move on to a big district game, 31-6-8 game next week against Enderbury North. I'm excited to see that one. Uh, two good uh, teams and playoff contenders and district title hopefuls at 1-0. and So that one's going to be exciting to watch between uh, Edinburgh North and Mission High next week. And then uh, to, to dip down to some non-district action, we had the Hidalgo Pirates pick up a big 27-7 to win over Rio Grande City. And th that Rio Grande City team had been rolling, man. But the Pirates, uh, I mean, they bounced back after suffering a, a tough loss to, uh, against Orange Grove last week in the, in the final minute. Um, they, they respond with a 20-point victory, a, a convincing victory over a, a good Rio Grande City school that has been impressive this year. So uh, shout out to the Pirates uh, and Coach Dumbaugh for uh, a, a big win last night. And then, uh, man, I mean, one of these teams that I think uh, we got to speak on is uh, Port Isabel, man. Uh, Coach, uh, so weeks one and two, man, just dominant victories and, and nothing changes here in week three. 40, uh, Port Isabel picks up a 41-7 to win over Aranzas Pass. Coach Tony Villarreal picks up his 200th win of his coaching career. So congratulations to Coach Tony V and, of course, uh, the Port Isabel Tarpons, man. They're rolling, they're rolling strong. And last year, man, they were only limited. They were limited to one game and they had their playoff spot taken away due to COVID concerns. Um, so they weren't able to they earned a playoff spot, but weren't able to play that game. So now here they are three and oh to start the new year. Uh, the new season and uh, man, uh, the Tarpons are rolling on all cylinders, man. And so good things going on over at, at, at Port Isabel and to, to keep on rolling through, through some non-district scores. Uh, we had uh, San Benito pick up a 13, seven win over shirts. Clemens, uh, the Greyhounds, man, they, they've been impressive this year, three and zero, and they of course beat a, a really good uh, road team there in week one. They cruised past mission veterans there in week two with a, just an incredible defensive performance by the Greyhounds. And then now they pick up a, a solid 13 to seven win over shirts Clemens here in week three. But man, I think uh, man, maybe one of the biggest surprises this year, and I, I don't know how much of a surprise it is after seeing him in the summer ball out up at seven on the seven of seven state tournament in college station, but Harlingen South, man, after going through a coaching change, it's not easy to, to pick up, uh, you know what I mean? To put the pieces together right away and, and to figure things out. But Yet here, uh, here is Harlingen South uh, in in week three or after week three. I'm sorry, three and zero on the year. They pick up a fourteen to seven win over Alice, and that Alice team, man, that program is is tough year in year out. So I, I know uh, they're they're a smaller school, but man, Harlingen South, man, th that win 
just proves just how good they are, and of course how, how they how convincing they beat the Bronzeville veterans in week one, and of course what they did to Pioneer in week two. So uh, Coach Israel Gonzalez and Harlingen South three and zero on the year after a fourteen to seven win uh, last night against Alice, and then to, to keep things rolling through through some non district scores, we had Raymondville top Lyford thirty to fourteen. Uh, I mean, a good game, and R- Raymondville bounces back uh, uh, from last week. And uh, Lyford, they suffer their first loss of the year. La Feria picks up a 39 to 17 win over Donna North. And La Feria, of course, had their game, their non district game against La Jolla High canceled last uh, last week due to COVID uh, 19 concerns. And here they uh, they bounce back uh, against Donna North with a big 39 17 victory here. And then Corpus Christi Cal Allen takes down Los Fresnos 27 to 7. Bronzo Rivera uh, stops and slows down a, a real Hondo offense and defense that have been buzzing, man. Uh, but the Raiders pick up a 30, 33 to 13 non district win there. And then La Villa takes care of business against Santa Rosa 26 to 19 as La Villa moves to 2 and 1 on the year. So uh, that, that wraps up. Uh, some of the non-district scores. And Ivan, did you have any more uh, any more 5A games to go through? I did, man. You know, you spoke about a team that's kind of surprised teams in the Harlingen South. Uh, what about Mercedes? I mean, no surprise there, to be honest. They're just taking care of business out there. Again, they come out on top 56-7 to over the PSJ Memorial Wolverines. You know, start 3-0 and to the season, 1-0 start to district play. You know, co- uh, quarterback Michael C. Snettles is just lighting up that scoreboard. Throws for another two touchdowns this week, and – uh, caps off the game with a 58-yard touchdown. You know, rumbled through some of uh, the PSJ Memorial defenders that just couldn't bring him down. Ended the guy the game as a leading rusher with 114 yards and a touchdown. And then Tyrell Trevino, you know, making his presence felt. 97 yards on the ground, 46 through the air, and one touchdown. So yeah, Mercedes. You know, those weapons are clicking. Uh, it seems like they just picked up where they left off last year. Uh, off to a three and zero start, real hot offensively. I mean, they're putting up big numbers on offense, and no surprise that they pick up the win this week and kind of just solidify that number two spot in our in our top ten poll. You know, we'll find out next week if they stay there, but I'd be surprised if they moved. And then, you know, wrapping up the week, uh, we had uh, Sherilyn High at Ed Cal- or Ed Couch also at Sherilyn High a game that I went to last night. Uh, Sherilyn High, you know, last week suffered a heartbreaker, gave up 16 points in the final three minutes to Brownsville Hannah. You know, they were up 20-0 at one point, and um, unfortunately, they ended up on the losing end of that comeback with Brownsville Hannah taking that win. Uh, this week, uh, jumped out again. They uh, took up a 24-7 lead in the fourth quarter, but Ed Couch Elsa battles back, scores back-to-back touchdown on a pick six. And then next play, they recover the uh, kit onside kick drive down the field, cut it 21 to 20, 21 to 14. But this, this week, the Rattlers weren't letting that win get away. Diego Zavala punches it in from nine yards out to, for the game winning touchdown, essentially, you know, icing that game, putting them up 31 to 21 and just ending any hopes of the Ed Couch Yellow Jackets comeback. You know, coach Grell picks up his second one of the year. The Rattlers move to one and zero in district play. And, you know, they go into a bye week now, kind of let them recover, especially a uh, losing quarterback or Lee Lopez uh, earlier this week to a, uh, to an undisclosed injury. And uh, Cole Gerlach, though, I mean, stepped in a um, first start, first start in a district game at that, threw for two touchdowns and just an overall great performance by Sherilyn and able to finish the game this week. They've been in some close ones to start the season, uh, just uh, working on finishing that game. And they took care of business this week, uh, all thanks to, uh, I would say, Alan Guerrero. They leaned heavily on him, over 150 yards on the ground, another 40 through the air. 
And then you know, one touchdown, uh, I think with uh, Lopez out, they just leaned on their running game and he delivered big performance by him. And Sherilyn, like I said, improves to one and know, but uh, some good games across the, across the districts this week. And, you know, some great football, man. Yeah, it was an exciting week three here in the Rio Grande Valley football scene. And uh, we're excited to keep on bringing you more. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, Ivan, you alluded to those top 10 rankings and Mercedes proving their spots. But I think after this week, man, we're, we're going to have some, uh, some changes there. Of course, uh, uh, we had uh, some top team, some, some top 10 teams lose. And so obviously that's going to shake things up. And we had some impressive performances from some teams that are already in the top 10. So there will definitely be some movement, some, some moving up, some moving down. So we're excited to see uh, and, and reveal our top 10 poll. That, that's, that'll be coming at you uh, online Monday night and in print uh, on in Tuesday's paper. And of course, uh, Ivan and I will be back with you on Tuesday for our week four uh, preview podcast, uh, breaking down all the week four and previewing all the week four football action uh, across the Valley. Most teams getting into district play if they aren't already. So uh, we're, we're excited to be doing that uh, with you guys. And of course, uh, we'll have our, our player of the week and our game of the week uh, revealed uh, for, uh, for uh, coming up uh, on Monday and Tuesday uh, as well. So uh, we're excited, man. It's an exciting time. Week four already. I've been about to be a month uh, into the season and it, it seems like things are just flying by, but I'm enjoying it, man. How, how are you liking this football season and, and just the, I guess the pace and the feeling of being back out there on these Thursday and Friday nights. I mean, you said it, Brian, it's just flying by. I mean, we're already going into week four, you know, one of the good things I've noticed so far is we haven't had as many cancellations as we did last year. So, I mean, that's definitely a blessing, you know, getting these kids out there to play. And it's just, you can tell these teams are starting to, you know, click on all cylinders. You know, you got teams like McAllen Rowe that their offense is clicking. You got Mercedes who's been firing all season. Mission veterans, obviously, their offense started clicking this week. The, the football is just getting better and better. You know, it's, it's just exciting. And then with district play officially kicking off for most districts next week, you know, I think almost every district except the smaller ones will be in district play starting uh, next week. Um, it's just going to make for even better football, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And an exciting time here across Texas and especially here in the Rio Grande Valley for football fans. So Ivan and I are excited to be bringing it with you. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the RGVsports.com podcast, breaking down uh, all our week three action. And like I said, we'll be back with you on Tuesday, previewing and looking ahead at all the week four games. And uh, we'll be back with our new top 10 and, and player of the week and the game of the week. So we're excited. And uh, we hope you are too. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode and we'll catch you next time.